Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Boom. Here we are. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean. He's JJ. Hello. We're here in the uh, the COVID episode, huh? COVID episode. Wrapping up week four, looking ahead to week five, and the virus has finally penetrated the bubble of the NFL. Mm-hmm. We started to have our first cases the end of last week. We recur- recorded early in the week, and uh, after that, I think the Titans news had already broke. They yep, were... we talked about the Titans brief, briefly, I believe. That's right, and they were planning to delay that game with the Steelers. They ended up bumping it several weeks, and then we find out late Friday night, early Saturday morning, Cam Newton, of all people, test positive on the Patriots. A lot of uncertainty uncertainty around the game time. It ends yep. up going down Friday night. Patriots face all kinds of adversity going in yeah. their same-day travel, uh, uncertainty that morning in terms of getting all the tests done the same day, getting yep. the results back, seeing who was going to go. They take two different planes. It's like... We have the COVID plane. Yep. They got quite the whirlwind uh, over the weekend going into one of the toughest matchups of the season, likely the toughest given the schedule. Yep. And, uh, I mean, what'd you think? What'd you think? They went out there on the early game on Monday night. Yeah, so... Um... The early seven o'clock Monday night game, that was fantastic. I mean, your your Central Time, I loved it. I loved it too. It was amazing. I was like, oh. I should move to Mountain Time. Six o'clock starts and, were great. Right, and because it was earlier, they had to shorten up the commercials, and it went by pretty quick. It was a two and a half hour. It was maybe barely a three hour game, maybe pretty good. It was a breeze. Uh, my takeaway from the game was two things. Um, number one, from the result of the game, is that thank God. We eventually got Cam Newton because if this was the fucking planet quarterback, we'd be lucky to be a five-win team. Yikes. It was horrendous. Brian Hoyer, like, oh, my God, dude. The reason we put you in there is to not make dumb, stupid mistakes, especially in the red zone. Throw the ball away if you have to. Get on the ground. Do what you have to do to not make the mistake. We'd rather a dumb, bad throwaway that results in nothing and a loss of a down than a fumble or a sack with to run out of time or a stupid pick. Like, woof. Uh, also, that the Patriots' D is legit and that this adversity, I feel like, is only going to make them better throughout the year. Going in there, seeing that they can run with this team, seeing that they can play with them without a quarterback, with effectively zero negative points at quarterback play, you pretty much had a chance to win that game up until almost all the way through the fourth quarter. Yeah, I had very mixed emotions. It was this weird soup of like extreme frustration with the way the game played out. I was so frustrated. Yeah, I was I was pretty heated for most of it, but at the same time being like really really impressed that I thought that we had no chance last week when we talked yeah. on the podcast and that was a Cam Newton led team. Right, right, exactly. Going into Kansas City, I thought we had no chance. And then as soon as you go to Brian Hoyer, and you're like, okay, now we really have no chance. I think the line shot up to like 11 points, 11 and a half yeah, points. Plus 11. And then, you know, Hoyer's out there like blowing it. And and then Stidham comes in and he looks like a deer in headlights. And so I'm like so frustrated. But I'm like, despite all of these things, they could have won that game. It was a close game. It was a really close game. They should have been winning going into the, the fourth quarter. They're, the mis- the mistakes drive me nuts. I mean, on the first drive of the game, Devin McCourty drops a, a can of corn interception. Oh, I know. First drive of the game, Brian Hoyer loses his head at the end of the first half and takes a sack. I'm not even convinced he thought he had a timeout in the bag. I thought it was just a reflexive thing, like, oh, let me cover my ass and pretend. Right. I've, I've heard that, and I, I think that's probably what happened. Because it's like... Did. He just fucked up. He just shit his pants and was looking for any way to be like, oh, oh. And it's like, yeah, that was woof. Yeah, that was bad. And then, you know, he makes the same fuck up in the, takes the strip sack later on in the second half. And then, uh, you know, we, we get screwed out, screwed out of the the turnover that the, the whistle comes in 
too soon with um, yeah. Holmes fumble. We'll, we'll talk about that more later. Yeah, that was garbage. And then in the fourth quarter, J.C. Jackson gets alligator arms going after the interception. That would have been huge. Yeah, that would have been huge. That would have been a game turning, big turning point. I mean, they had a few things that should have been turning points for them, them in the game, and they, they just couldn't, you know, they just couldn't convert. They couldn't make the play. And that's uh, that's three turnovers and two field goals that they fucked up. I mean, they this, fucked up this team, and that's what's so bipolar about this game is the defensive game plan was lights out. I mean, you you can't play them better than they did. No, Bill really figured it out. I mean, we've we've kind of said it that he he has designed this defense to to stop teams like Kansas City. Like he considers them the most untouchable team. They're you know reigning Super Bowl champs. And Bill has shut, um, pretty much shut Mahomes out of touchdowns the first half. Every, like, I think every time they played him. Yeah, basically. Which is crazy. I mean, they only scored six. Uh, you know, both drives they scored field goals on in the first half were good drives. You know, they're good chugging along drives, and then they just couldn't punch it in. And it's because Bill basically said, "You're not throwing it deep. You're not getting the big play against us. You can run the ball." We're going to put five or six guys in the box, and I'm going to make my guys take care of that. And they pretty much did, which was pretty impressive. Um, yeah. And they just had all those guys in the secondary. They have all those so guys floating around. There. And it was confusing Mahomes. And, you know, there were guys open at some times, and they were, they were seeing, there, were, there were creases for them to throw sometimes. But just it overwhelmed Mahomes. It seems to – I mean, and it would be overwhelming. I mean, you're throwing against seven guys. And they're all really good players back there. Yeah, often quite often eight guys. They were quite often eight they guys. Really, were not getting after the quarterback. And it's something that I've said for the last year plus is the only way to beat Mahomes is get after him. And looks like I was wrong. I mean, I know he won the game. I don't. I think if if there was even an average quarterback on the other side of the field, one. then you you might not win that game. Uh, but the one of the brilliant things. That, that Belichick has done is typically one of the arguments against having a lockdown cornerback is that people will just throw away from him. You know, it's, right. it's, it's like in, in the NBA when you have four really good defenders and then you have Muggsy Bogues out there. It's like they're just going to scheme it up and do pick and rolls until they have, yeah, Kemba Walker playing defense. Muggsy Bogues, is, I like to use that example because he's a funny name. Yeah. Uh, but they'll just go after the weak link. Right. And so it doesn't matter if you have a shutdown corner, if the guy opposite him or the slot guy or the safety or whoever's covering the tight end, if they suck, then that's just who they're going to exploit. But the, what Belichick has done is not only has he put together the most talented secondary in the NFL, but it's deep. And during the game, it's not like they just go, okay, we're going to put Jonathan Jones on Tyreek Hill. We're going to put Stephon Gilmore on Sammy Watkins, and we're just going to roll it like that. They rotate them. They, they rotate them. So there's no tells in the coverage where if you do the exact same matchups the way they did in 2014 with Darrell Revis and uh, oh my right. goodness, Brandon Browner. I almost right. forgot, forgot that dude's name. Uh, what they would do is they would just define the coverage. All right, we're doing Browner and a double. We're doing Revis on their number two right. and we're just doing it every single time. You know exactly what the coverage is as soon as you see those matchups. But right now they're just rotating everybody through and it's like, you don't know what the coverage is going to be based on the matchups. Right. So it, it's that ex, there's no pre-snap read with that. And that's why Mahomes is dropping back. That's one of the reasons. It's also really good coverage that he's dropping back and he's like, ah, there's nothing. Right. And then he tries to scramble around. And as soon as you get him moving, usually he's deadly. But for whatever reason, our DBs were staying with them as soon as he left the pocket. Yeah. I mean, they, they played really good defense. And you said we didn't get much after the quarterback. I felt like they put pretty good pressure on him, you know, at least in the big moments, third down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because we did pretty good against them third down-wise. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like it was pretty bad percentage on Kansas City and Kansas City's end for conversions. Yeah, they were uh, only, I have it right here, if I could pull it up, third down, four of 11 on third down. 11. So not too good. Chase Winovich can play, man. He's a good player, dude. Becoming a good player there at the defense. Couple other guys, you know, are still coming along, but I think he is pretty good. Duggar got some time out there. Thought he played a lot. I thought he played pretty good. He played more than he's definitely leapfrog Terrence Brooks on the depth chart. He has, which is good. And he looks big out there for a rookie coming out of what D two. He looks like he's a big dude. It's like two fifteen, two ten. Yeah, 
he looks pretty big out there. And then uh, even after me, Jenny started to get some time. I mean, I didn't really do much, which is fine. But I was just happy to see him on the field. Same. He had a pass defensed. Yeah, you know, I was happy to not, see him out there. One of the things that stood out to me not, was... I'm sorry, he didn't have a pass defense. I, I misspoke there. Whatever. No one, no one really cares about those. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Shalik Calhoun played middle linebacker a good amount. He's been, he was a defensive end turned into an outside linebacker, and now they're, they're doing the full Teddy Bruschi with him and have him play a middle linebacker. And he was mostly, it looked like spying. He was doing a lot yeah. of spying and doing a lot of the Jamie Collins type stuff. Which is fine. I mean, he's got the same length as Jamie, same size. Yeah, exactly. Do you see him lay out Travis Kelsey when he tried to run across the middle? He just tombstoned him. Which we, which we love. Love that. And then, yeah, one of the things that I really, really worried about going into this matchup was if we can't stop the run, which there have been games this season we haven't been able to, namely mm-hmm. Seattle, uh, if we can't stop the interior run and and then we have to devote resources to that, then we have absolutely no chance in defending the pass. Right. And they definitely defended the run. They did it well. They did pretty good. They forced Lawrence Guy had a hell of a game. Oh, Lawrence Guy played great. I thought Adrian Phillips played really, really well in his middle linebacker role. And then they were able to keep him on the field and play that, that dime package and still stop the interior run. They were forcing them. The only way that the Chiefs were able to run the ball was to the perimeter because we totally stuffed up the inside run yeah pretty good pretty good i thought yeah i thought lawrence guy definitely had his um best game to date adam butler played good uh stefan gilmore i think played his best game outright especially with that forced fumble huge that, that punch i mean that was that's just a great play Your so byron coward played a ton coward played a lot and i mean yeah for having a good run defense that definitely Shows well, and I mean, he really didn't do anything on the stat line, but that's what you want him to do. When the, you know, if the, they can't get the run going, that's pretty good. I mean, Edwards Hilaire has been really tearing people up, and he had, he had 16 carries for 64 yards. I mean, it's four yards per average, but it's real. That's that's not really much. Three for 27. They really did a good job against him. And guys like that against Kansas, when you know we played Kansas City in the past, when they had Kareem Hunt, Damian would tear. Damn, Damian Williams, they tear us up. They tear us up out of the backfield. They tear us up running the ball. And the fact that they could stuff him really showed a lot for the you know the front the front seven there or the front six or whatever we played. Yeah, and and for the game planning, give Belichick an extra day. Give him one extra day. Yeah, yeah right. See what happens. The right. all right, we got to talk about the. We'll talk offense. about the offense after this, but just another defensive thing. Strip sack on Patrick Mahomes. Oh God, yeah, we didn't get to the. And it's a clear strip sack. That is Not maybe. Only, the, I'm sorry. I, you, I thought they whistled it for an incomplete pass, and I'm like, yeah. Calhoun scooped it. He didn't. That didn't touch the ground. It didn't even come within a foot of the ground. Mm-hmm. And then he's returning it. They're whistling it. I'm I'm screaming at him. Get in the end zone. Just get in the end zone. And they'll review it afterwards. Belichick is blowing a gasket. He's losing his mind in this dude's ear. The He's double-masked on the sideline, takes yeah. both of them off in order to give this dude an ear-beating. Yeah. Which is hilarious. The one time you should be wearing a mask is when you're yelling in somebody's face. Somebody's face, <laughs> and he's just taking off. I think, I honestly think that that is the worst regular season call I've ever seen in my life in terms of... Oh, no way. Regular season? No way. For botching a call? There's so many. There's so many, but what? how many have you seen that it's like, in the regular season, where they blow the ball dead, where it was completely something different. I don't know. I don't have it. On and the you top can't of my even head. you can't even challenge it. They couldn't even challenge the play because they said the forward progress had stopped because the fucking ref was bailing his ass out because he knew he fucked up. And that shithead ref didn't announce it, so I'm screaming because I thought it was incomplete. Yeah. Oh yeah. Off, and so did the announcers. And I didn't know what they were calling. I had no idea what they were saying. They were like. They didn't say anything. Romo's like, that's a fumble or a pass or, or an interception. It's one or the other. It's one or the other, and they called it down by forward progress because they just got their hands on Mahomes. Like, they had their hand. It's not like they were dragging him around and one of those things, and that's what they, they told it off as. I think that is one of the worst called plays in the regular season I have ever seen because there was no explanation. It was the completely wrong call on multiple re- for multiple reasons. And you couldn't even review it. It's not like, oh, they got us on the review. 
They didn't want to overturn it because they couldn't really tell. We No, they just ran on the – Kansas City, smart, ran on the field, punted it away, was like, yep, fuck this. Yeah, I was I was berating Belichick for at least 10 minutes afterwards because I'm like, you at least need to throw the challenge flag on that because didn't know that they called forward progress. He knew. He knew, which is great. I'm glad he knew, and they didn't just keep that crucial piece of information from him. But the – yeah, that was horrendous, and it would have changed the tide of the game. Maybe, maybe it doesn't make up for sixteen. No, that would have been. I think that if, if they let that play play out, we got a touchdown. That was a touchdown. Momentum shifting play. That's if we just got the ball, it would have been on you know give or take the forty. You know who knows what would have happened there if we would have scored again. I mean, we couldn't seem to get the ball in the fucking end zone to save our lives outside of you know Stidham's one decent pass. Yeah, right. And the but I think that is one of the worst regular season if not the worst regular season call i've ever seen because of all those facts chase winovich made that play happen yeah no he's uh, a good good player this brings up a bigger point and i've i've been like lukewarm on mahomes for like his whole career just he's incredibly talented i think he's the best player in the nfl all these different things uh i just i he's bringing flopping into the quarterback into the season, nfl and i hate it did Dude. you see what he did he, ran, he runs to the left sideline, stops with both waited. feet, waits waited. for McCourty to contact him. Inbounds, by the way. He oh. was still inbounds, two feet. McCourty hits him, barely hits him, literally eases him into the, into the dirt like he's easing him into a bath. And it's like, and then Mahomes is all crying about, give me a call. McCourty has to lift him off the ground in order to convince the referees that he didn't have malintent it's a joke. and it's and like did. you waited inbounds you have the ball you're inbounds you are fair game sir you could get your head lit up yeah you are you can't do you, that you I just mean, made yourself into a target and then you're gonna cry because you got hit barely right i think he's gonna start getting lit up if he starts doing shit like that I was the so defenders good. are gonna start lighting him up and then when he uh, ran out of bounds and like the dietrich wise one was dietrich worse wise. he literally well, he lit because the dietrich wise one he took a serious pause from going, he like stopped. He was going right out of bounds, and he stopped. He stopped. Like the, and then the wise, McCordy one, at least McCordy was really close to him. Like I feel like McCordy was really like on top, you know, about to hit him, and he did slow up and stop. The second one, no one was really near him, and he stopped and waited for like a second to someone get to get to him, and then like, oh, you can't hit me. I'm out of bounds. It's like, what are you five? Yeah, and and Wise shouldn't have touched him. He shouldn't have touched him. I'm not sure what he would have done with his body if he didn't touch him. Like, if, if Wise had, he might have had to dive out of the way in order to not touch him. But oh. all he did was rest his hand on his shoulder pad. Mahomes fell himself. Yeah. I was watching the replay like a hundred times. He didn't trip. Nobody touched him. He no. Didn't, he didn't trip. His, his feet didn't click together. He didn't trip over the carpet they had it, on the sideline. Like, he fell down purposely. And yeah. then whined about it. By the way, this segment is brought to you by Winers R Us. We have our first sponsor. I'm yeah. a whiner in this situation, but I just, it's infuriating. That's You're terrible. the best player in the league. You don't have to can't do be, that. can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. You're, you're inviting, you know, I heard it on uh, the radio show. I listened to Felger and Maz earlier, and they were like, leave that for basketball. He's been watching too much basketball, bringing that into the game. And, you know, People do that in basketball a lot. You're gonna get. You're gonna tear an ACL doing that, dude. You better watch out. Like you think you're doing that to get 15 yards. You're gonna tear an ACL one of these times from slowing up when you shouldn't be, and someone comes barreling in because you should have been out of bounds already. Yeah. And you're, you're gonna times, get fucked. One of these times he's gonna get hit. He's gonna get actually hit. Like hard. That's like what. I, hard. That's what I'm saying. It's, he's gonna get destroyed, and it's gonna. He's gonna tear an ACL or really fuck something up, and everyone's gonna. Oh my god! And it's like, no, dude. That's why you don't flop in the NFL because you're gonna get yourself fucking killed. Setting it up, yeah. And obviously, we don't wish any injuries on anybody. No, of course. It's just it's a really bad way to play the game. It's, yeah, you're you're just gonna you're you're gonna get someone hurt, or you're gonna get yourself hurt immediately, like within a couple times doing that. It's a bad precedent to set. Yep. Oh. Now for the anemic, horrible, shitty offense we rolled out. All right. Let's start with the good stuff? No, let's start with the bad stuff. You want to start with the bad stuff? Let's start with the bad stuff. So Brian Hoyer comes out, and he's looking okay. Uh, The beginning of the game, he's every pass is coming in high. Like, just finish your throws, dude. Who are you, Donovan McNabb? Finish your throw. 
Yeah, he, he just can't play quarterback. Anymore. And clearly it culminates with the interception that he throws, attempting to get it to Ryan Izzo yet again. Stop throwing to Ryan Izzo, first of all. Uh, he gets the interception. We eventually get the ball back, get into field goal range. And then at the end of the first half, we're moving it again. And I'm like, okay, maybe he just had some jitters. He's working it yep. out. Uh, I'm also screaming. Couple completions. Couple completions. He's moved the ball. I mean, he's leaning on James White a lot, which is great. So happy to have James White back. I know. That was awesome. Uh, but he's looking okay. Then he makes the bonehead mistake, taking the sack at the end of the first half. And then it's like he just couldn't recover. He was he was broken at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought he played pretty bad the whole time. I mean, when he came out and you – the thing I didn't really like when they first came out, you know, you got Damian Harris coming back, which we'll get to, and I thought he had a pretty good game. Um, I was excited to see him. Um, clearly, your strength is your running backs. Everyone knows that. You can't throw to your tight ends. You can't, you know, your receivers are hit or miss sometimes, as we saw in this game. And instead of just, you know, really trying to set up the run, ease, ease Hoyer. I know, you know, I know you're going to have to throw sometimes on third downs and long and stuff like that, but ease him into the throwing. He wasn't planning on playing this game. Ease him into the throwing, meaning get the run going. Clearly, this Kansas City defense was absolute garbage. They were terrible. They couldn't stop the run for the fucking life of them. You know, Chris Jones is missing. We're missing two offensive linemen. I thought the offensive line played great, which is awesome for this upcoming talent that we have a couple guys, Justin Heron, Owenu, um, you know, Froldhold played center. They were open up. Pretty good holes against, you know, a defensive line that's so-so. Chris Jones was out, but, you know, with our guys out, that's probably a wash. Yeah, Ferentz played center. I'm sorry, Ferentz played, not for old hole. Um, But they were just – they had him coming out, and they had him throwing the ball. It's like we ran the ball once, then threw the ball twice. We're throwing it down the seam to the tight end, and he can't even fucking make the throw. And it's like, what is going on? Why, Why are you making these play calls? And then finally they started to get it going because they set up the run a little bit. The play action started coming in. They got the, you know, off the play action, they got the screen game going. And, you know, it all started working. And then, yeah, Hoyer made absolutely shit on himself on the five-yard line or whatever it was. And then he comes out and they do it again. They drive a little bit. He's not as bad. The run game's really taken off because that defense was gassed really fast. And he shits all over himself against strip sack. It's like, dude, the only thing, I mean, that's why you're here is because – you're supposed to be the guy that knows, okay, so I'm getting pressure from the back. We're on the 10-yard line. This is an easy kick. Just throw it away. Throw it as far as you can fucking out of bounds. I don't care if you get a penalty, whatever. Just, you know, throw it out of bounds. The whole fu- Anyone would know that. Just throw it out of bounds. You have 10 seconds left. We need to get points. We're down 6-3 to three for fuck's sake. And then he does it again. Like the only thing you can't do in this situation, we have plenty of clock. Just don't lose the ball. Don't make a dumbass play where you get sacked and lose the ball or throw a pick. And what does he do? Exactly. He that. tries. To, he tries to fucking someone. To, you know who does? Someone was saying on one of those radio shows I was listening to. Who does he think he is? Fran Tarkenton out there? Your backup QB. Get rid of the ball. Go down. Take a fucking knee for Christ's sake if you're going to get sacked. Just hold you know, the ball in your belly. Hold the ball, and he didn't do it. And I was kind of surprised that he came out again in that second half. You, oh, really? Sp- I was a little surprised. I thought he really hadn't shown anything. He already threw a pick. He gave away points at the end of the half. Why? Wh- how much worse could Stidham be? Could he well, be any worse than this? Because the, the game manager ain't game manager. Turns out, probably worse. I don't know. I don't think it – do you see? I've, I've heard this. Some people think Hoyer was better. Some people think Stidham was better. I don't think Stidham was better. I think he actually gave you a chance to win. I don't know about that. All right, let me jump in here. Yeah, I so, want you to hop in. Uh, you were saying set up the run in order to enable the pass to be opened up. I think the best, definitely that's the ideal. Uh, yeah. But they expect you to try to set up the run right off the bat. and that's You why ran it once successfully, and then they passed it twice. Second and five, third and five. What I, Just what I, what I liked what about I liked the play about. call is that the, they were passing a lot on first down. And they were using specifically play-action pass on first down. And one of the wonderful things that's been shown by Warren Sharp and other analytics people is you don't have to run the ball well in order for play-action to work. That's true. No, so you should do play. The easiest time for a quarterback to throw the ball is with play-action on first down. Right. Okay, that's so fair they, enough. They did a bunch of that. 
not saying they did it successfully, but I, I appreciate the play calls. And then one of the good things they were able to do is on if there was an incompletion on second and 10, they were able to pick up like five yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. They were able to run the ball even when they were against the chains. Uh, the running game was really good throughout, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, for Hoyer's sake, I think that they were putting him in good positions. The mental mistakes are unacceptable. That's why you have a 33-year-old backup quarterback is, it, is to limit mental mistakes. It's like, obviously, okay. you're not physically that gifted. Otherwise, you'd be a starting quarterback at this stage in your career. Literally. So the only reason to have you around and in the game is so you don't make the mental mistakes, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, now, he gets replaced. I thought it was – I was actually surprised when he got replaced, oddly enough. Really? I'm looking at this backup quarterback who hasn't even suited up for the season, Jared Stidham, this is his first game active all year, mm-hmm. and you're going to put him right into the game against the defending Super Bowl champions. And even Tony Romo was saying this. It's like he looked scared. Oh, yeah. He had the yips, it looked like. Romo saying he can't catch his breath. I mean, he throws an interception on his first pass. Yep. First or second pass, he throws the interception. It comes back because of the that- penalty. Yeah, right. I right. mean, he got super luck. Damian Harris breaks off like a 50-yarder, and then he throws an interception. That turns into a defensive P.I., and he's on the one-yard line, and he gets his first touchdown pass of his career. Yay, we! Yeah. And then yep. he proceeds to, uh, you know, his his next drive, it goes through Edelman's hands. That and, was a uh, tough one. That, that kind of sealed the game, too, that, a little bit. That definitely sealed the game. That put him up 26 to 10. And then... Like his his next possession, he's just not throwing the ball accurately. Like just God damn it. I did like he made one play out there where he he scrambled to his left and he threw mm-hmm. a bullet to somebody along like just outside the the numbers on the left side of the field. And I went, Oh shit. This dude's an athlete. Like I'm not yeah. saying he's a runner or anything, but, but the he way, could, he could move. way he was able to move and then throw a dart. Like Yeah. Damn, that was pretty good. Um uh, I I think Hoyer is better right now. Stidham, he's, I just, I didn't trust any single pass. I, I no. It, it looked like Jameis Winston every time, like, oh, God, who's this going to? My my whole thing is, so, you know, obviously it comes down to if Cam Newton can't play next week because of COVID against the Broncos, who would you rather have? And it sounds like you would go with Hoyer. I would go with Stidham because I'd rather at least him get the fucking reps because it's a train wreck one way or the other in my mind. Now, you can say, oh, Hoyer, you know, it was a very weird week, and I'll give you that. And, you know, not knowing whether you didn't know how many timeouts you had or you didn't know what was going on or you just had a brain fart, like literally the two times that Hoyer got into the the red zone, the the worst possible things happened both times. Uh, you know, we did kick one field goal, but two of those times, like the worst scenario happened. It's like outside of a pick six that's it. You know, the, the end of the way we ended the second half, the fumble at the five. It's like, so my point being Stidham really, you can't really go much south of that. The guy's thrown what, like 10 career passes. And yeah. Like was, three of them have been interceptions. One call. Three of them. Are, yeah. I, I know. It's and he was five for 13, which is not good. He looks at Harry the whole time or looks at one receiver the whole time. He really, pretty readable i feel like he was trying to get it to to nikhil harry which is great I, I'm, I'm which is great yeah hoyer wasn't looking at him at all well that's the thing hoyer like i feel like he thought he had a way better offense than he did he was like slinging the ball to the tight end down the seam and he's throwing it outside trying to throw it outside the numbers and it's it was just bad i mean no matter how you slice it's bad so i'd rather go with the rookie the young kid to get him some reps in there because denver especially is a pretty shitty team. We so, will, we'll get, we'll get we'll, back to that later because I, okay. I have the opposite angle, but I told, I understand that. Get the reps for the young guy. I get it. Yeah, because it's so bad. So whatever. Uh, just a quick teaser there. Broncos had six sacks last week and 10 quarterback hits. Really? I'm not sure you want a guy in his first career start going up against that defense. All right, back to it. The, just a couple other things to hit. You mentioned the offensive line. Couldn't agree more. There was no rotation. They played with three backups. Didn't mm-hmm. rotate anybody. Everybody stepped in. And yes, no Chris Jones, but they held their own. And they played well. And played really well in the running game. It was really. It was, it was a really good performance. I said he, out loud. Even in pass myself, protection. I said out loud to myself watching this game. Somewhere, Dante Scarnecchia is smiling. 
like yeah, like a loser. Right. But yeah, <laughs> but I was well, like, even in I pass protection, they you know they gave up some plays and pa- plays and pass protection, but a majority of them were fine. Or had the right amount of time to make the right read and the right throw, right. which with that many backups is pretty good. Next one, uh, Rex Burkhead is he a superstar? No, just playing. Um, Damian Harris. <laughs> His first game, right? Is this his first time yards. shooting first, up? First game, yeah. 17 carries for 100 yards. Starting. Starting right out the gate. Sony Michelle goes right on IR, and everyone's like, who? It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll take this Damian Harris kid. He's got some juice. He runs with power. He, he can get to the edge. Uh, every, everything that we wanted to see, we saw tonight. I mean, in, in during the game on Monday night. Uh, nothing in the passing game, but he's not expected to have anything in the passing game. Well, yeah, I, I was. I would hope they get a little something because the knock on Sony was always that they don't want to throw to him, which they've they've done a little bit. They started doing it, and I hope to see Damian Harris do a little more in the passing game, just so you have a more complete back. I mean, I know you have James White, and Rex Burkhead as receiving backs, which is fine, but just to have that all around back, I feel like he has that potential. Um, Definitely, he, yeah, you you don't expect it right off the bat. It's something he could grow into. But like all of those passing situations, those are dominated by James White, and yeah. then behind him is Burkhead. So right. it's like no, I you have to do a lot to crack that. Right. Uh, I thought. I mean, I thought he did really good. Just you know, some people are saying all kinds of great things about him, and I, I'm very hopeful too. I can say I'm overly hopeful a little bit just because I can't remember a running back coming in in their first game for the Patriots and just having a good solid game. Just a good one. Just a good game. 17 carries for 100 yards. You know, most runs, not much. Two to five, six yards. Ripped off one for 40. Got a couple of 10-yard carries in there. That's what we want to see. There was a couple bad runs. A couple times he missed some things. I'm not expecting the world after his first start. But for him to come in, average over four yards a carry for uh, the length of a game, I think is a really good step for him. And it just shows that he's got a lot of potential to be able to do that, especially against a team like this and crazy situation and all that stuff. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, I was a little weirded out when he kind of, when he broke off that big run and he kind of like stepped out of bounds. Yeah. Why did he just step out? I mean, maybe he was exhausted, but still like dive forward or wait till you get the, someone's hands on you or something. Yeah. Finish that run. Uh, Another thing on offense, Julian Edelman, two drops, one of which turns into a pick six. One of them turns into a big gainer for Gunnar Olszewski. Uh, I had a moment when that one went through his hands in the fourth quarter. They returned it for a pick, and he didn't look upset. I mean, he looked down, but he he wasn't pissed. And I was like, you should be pissed right now. He seemed checked out of this game. Those are the exact words I used. It was like, he is checked out. And then I went one step further, and I was like, he's going to get cut. Like, all right, maybe that's a little too far. I don't think he's going to cut. I don't know about traded or whatnot. Uh, you could tell. I mean, he was a little checked out. He had that really good play. There was a big play, you know, um, down the seam. He caught a good good pass. He was, like, double covered. I just – I wondered if this situation, he was just like, fuck this. Like, I'll go play. Yeah, maybe. And the maybe quarter, the fact that he the wasn't at all in the offense. The traveling, you know – like uh, I heard a lot of guys were not happy with them going the same day of the game. I wonder if he was one of those guys maybe. Now they're not playing. He's you know, he knows he's playing with Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham and he's like they are just Brian Hoyer. He's like, he sucks. This is I'm gonna get my he's gonna get me killed. You know, I don't I don't know what the angle is. He seemed a little checked out. I don't know if there was an injury there, but you know, he didn't seem as motivated as he normally does, especially compared to the rest of the team. Yeah. Ryan Izzo played a lot in this game. Ryan got a lot like, of looks. He is. He played eighty-five percent of the offensive snaps. Got a bunch of targets. They threw to him. Let me see right here. Ryan Izzo three times. Three times too many. Mm-hmm. And Devin CSC was out there. He was oddly enough. He was out there for passing situations. And we've seen him do a lot of blocking so far this season. But when they got in third and eight, second and ten, those type of situations, he was on the field. He was mm-hmm. in there four-receiver set, effectively being the fourth receiver. I just want to see him get more involved. Give him just a have, chance. Just throw him the ball once, for fuck's sake. Do they don't even look moves? at him. He moves great. He's fast. He's a big target. I don't I don't know if his hands suck because they don't even throw the ball. Why would you throw the ball to Ryan Izzo down the seam three fucking times and you don't even give him one chance? Yeah, he needs to, he needs to move into that starting role. 
Maybe yeah, Ryan is quite a, the same blocker, but at least give Izzo one play out of three instead I know, of nine he out doesn't, of ten. You're right. He does. It's not like he's moving that badly. He like give him a chance. He looks like he's got. You know, he moves well, which is something. Yeah. yeah. So here we so, are. Patriots yeah. at two and two, which is basically what we expected of them in September. Yeah. This is classic Patriots in September, and uh, kind of reminds me of when Brady was suspended for four games and they got to the end of September with Jacoby Brissett and they just blew that game against the Bills. They got shut out 16 mm-hmm. to nothing. LaShawn McCoy ran all over them. Yep. Uh, remind me of just that feeling where it's like, yeah, we went two and two, but it doesn't mean we're bad. No, I mean, they could clearly play. Obviously, if we had a, if we had Cam Newton in this game, it would have been a blowout. We would have blown them out. Maybe. They were I mean, obviously, momentum is a big different thing. I, who knows what would happen there? But just based on, like you said, a couple calls going our wrong way, few drop interceptions, um, and then not converting. I mean, six points. We lost out on definitely six. That's field goals. That's at the lowest. You know, well, maybe you missed a field goal, whatever. But the potential there was for 14 points. Both of those field goals would have been inside 40 yards. Right. Which it is, would have been highly likely. High High percentage kicks. I mean, you get those 14 points right there. If you get two touchdowns out of that, which I give Cam a pretty good shot because that defense could not stop a run. So Cam Newton would have been able to run pretty well on them. That's 24 to 26. Cam Newton doesn't make that, you know, Edelman doesn't drop that pass or Stidham doesn't draw, throw one of those interceptions. I mean, you only gave up 19 points to the best offense in the league. Or Devin McCourty or J.C. Jackson. Either right. one of them right. makes, just hangs on to one, one of those of plays. Just one of them. So, I mean, and there was a time there where it was 3-6, to six and we just missed out two, op- two big opportunities to score, and it was like, holy shit, this could easily be, you know, if we had a quarterback, this could be 21-6 to six right now, yeah. potentially. So right there is a big difference in all the, you know, the offense, their offense couldn't get going, so... The Patriots can play. They got to stay healthy, like everybody else in the league. But they can play. Yeah, it's not it's not a terrible start. And now they're they're going ahead playing the Broncos this coming week, then the bye week, and then things get real. Where you got the Niners, the Bills, the Ravens are on the schedule coming up. The Rams later on. The Bills again. Bills are sitting there at four and zero. So they got they got something yeah. to chase. I will say though about that the stretch of our schedule, it doesn't look as bad as it did three months ago. The Niners, Bills, Jets, Ravens. Yeah, Niners have a backup quarterback and are missing weeks. most most of their team. Most of their the, team, yeah, exactly. Nick Bose is not coming back. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they're down, and you know, uh, the Rams. I feel like have looked okay, but I thought they would be better. They're they're. I didn't have big expectations for them, but yeah. not you know, it's not looking great for them. Don't see it's not looking until December, and that team is so top heavy that if they lose even one piece, it takes a big chunk out of what they yeah. can do. Buffalo's good, but I feel like they've been flying at the skin of their teeth for three weeks now and getting wins. Barely beat the Rams last week, uh, edged out another victory this weekend when, yep. they, uh, when they beat. Who did they beat? Oh, they beat the Raiders. That's right. Man, I was watching that game being like, can Derek Carr just be. Kind of the Raiders lost the game. The Raiders lost the game yeah. for themselves. It's like, oh, man, just play a little better. They absolutely lost the game for themselves. Uh, you know, the Jets are complete gutter bugs right now. They're really as bad as it gets in the NFL. The Ravens, which is going to be a really big game, I don't know if Kansas City figured out something. Why? They just put up 30 again this week. Yeah, with Lamar Jackson barely being able to throw the ball. Maybe they don't need him to. Well, my point is, Kansas City, they, uh, Baltimore looked terrible. They Can, uh, Lamar threw for 97 yards, so I don't know if they put some kind of roadmap together, but after what the Patriots just did against Kansas City, it's like, okay, we have a defense now, or our defense is what we expected, thank God. So The roadmap's pretty clear to beat the Ravens. You get up yeah. by two scores early in the game. And then that's it. That's what you do. Uh, Houston just fired their coach. That's not looking that <laughs> Like a t- difficult uh, situation there, oh, Arizona. Well, let's let's yeah. let's talk about what happened in Week Four. We we just completed the first month of the regular season. It's been the highest scoring start to a season so far. They're on record pace. Mm-hmm. The you mentioned the Texans lose their fourth game in a row. I guess fifth if you go back to the playoffs, but they lose 
to the Vikings who came in winless uh, in like just kind of tragic fashion at the very end. The Vikings were able to pull it out with that uh, last second victory. Bill O'Brien, four years or five, six years there, made, made the playoffs four or five times, mm. has a career winning record, gets canned a month into the season after playing the toughest schedule in the NFL. By far. And then he gets canned by a guy who he brought to the, the team like a year and a half or two years ago. That dude is the ultimate backstabber. He's a chaplain and he's known for building like cohesion and culture. And he outs Bill O'Brien. He tries to steal Nick Casario from his former employer. It's like, this dude's a cancer. Is that what he did? He tried to steal Casario? He's the one that, that was getting in trouble, allegedly. Uh, like, he's going to sue me. Uh, he's the one that got in trouble for that, that brought about that tampering charge where the Texans were trying to lure Nick Casario to be their GM. And mm-hmm. allegedly it happened at, uh, at the ring ceremony. The Patriots ring ceremony after oh, they beat the Rams shit. in the Super Bowl. What a dick. That it was, was him. Okay. That dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, he seems. So I listen to Zolak sometimes because he's pretty funny. And Zolak was saying that, like, he's like, you know, in the NFL, he's like, about half of it's just people trying to, trying to trick people into thinking that they're good at football and they know what they're talking about. He's like, half of, you know, half of the people actually know what the fuck's going on. And the other half are just trying to make people think they know what's going on. And he's like, there is not a better candidate of anyone I've met in the league than that this guy. Jack whatever Easterby. Jack Easterby. He's like, if he gets a job in the NFL as a top dog, he's like, I know 50 other people or whatever he said, you know, a ton of other people that would do just as good or better than him just from, you know, meeting them. The, and like, the no, guy was like a he, chaplain. He hasn't even been a scout. You, you're going to put him in charge of your football operation? What's a chaplain? I don't even know what the fuck that is. It's a religious term. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, they said he holds sermon. That's what they, they were saying. Zolak was saying everyone that, you know, is into the, the religion thing there with him, he holds sermon, and he, because of that, carries a big stick because everyone thinks he, like, is really, I don't know. This guy's and he, like, dresses in Houston. Apparently dresses, like, super to the nines and all this shit. So, I, I good luck to Houston. Yeah, Deshaun, get are, out of there. Fucked, yeah. Good. So you should never sign that contract, kid. That Easterby dude is gonna eat everybody up there. Um, so yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, Tom, what else happened? Tom Brady throws a pick six early, comes back, throws five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Old Tommy Brady was back. I mean, just seeing it like that, and then seeing our fucking quarterback play, it's like, really, guys? This was the plan to let Brady go and put these fucking sacks of shit in here, right? That was the plan. You fell ass backwards into Cam Newton. But that was the plan. I would have had. I would have. Brady would have won that game. I don't care what anyone tells me. Brady would have won that game easily. Again, easily, easily. easily. Yeah. Uh, the other one that really stuck out this weekend was the Browns beat the Cowboys forty-nine to thirty-eight. Oh, the dude, Cowboys can't have a defense. defense. They don't have a defense. They. they I mean, it, it was. It was pathetic. You know, you're watching. If you're scoring forty-nine points, you're basically. If you're allowing four to nine points, you're really not even playing defense. Like you're essentially might as well line up nobody because they're just bombing the ball down the field and you have no chance. Yeah, you get like eight to 12 possessions a game. This team's got seven touchdowns. Terrible. You're just not playing defense. Just not playing defense. I mean, Dallas ends up coming out back and scoring 38, which I feel like they play from behind all the time because their defense is so bad. And. Their offense seems to take a little bit get, to get going, but gee, they got they got to figure some shit out because Dak Prescott threw for five hundred fucking yards. Yeah, he's throwing for four fifty or four hundred plus in like three or four straight games. They're still getting spanked. The only game they've won this season, the only reason they're not zero and four, is because of the onside kick against the Falcons. And look at the Falcons for Christ's sake. Falcons are zero and four, and it took every little thing they had, the Cowboys had, to beat the Falcons. Beat the Falcons. Dan Quinn's on the hottest seat in the NFL right now. Uh, Matt Patricia's not too far behind in Detroit after they blow another lead. Classic. He should have got canned first. I mean, Mike McCarthy is making Jason Garrett look like a good coach. He is. That's a great point. I haven't even thought about that. He really is. I mean, it's pretty pretty bad what's going on there. Um, just just, That that whole division. And now a week after we write off the Eagles, they come out and they're able to beat... San Francisco, granted, San Fran was playing with their second and third quarterbacks. 
but and it took a lot for the Eagles to win that game too. They yeah. they can't protect. There's just their offensive yeah, line is they got no chance. Carson Wentz puts his body on the line. Every time I watch him, I'm always impressed just how tough he is. Getting killed. Yeah. Getting killed. Arizona falls to Carolina, which was a big Arizona can't get out of their own way sometimes. It's the way she goes. And then uh, the Thursday night game, which will lead us into the Patriots' next matchup. Broncos go into New York, brave the MetLife field turf conditions, and are able to get a win with their backup against Sam Darnold and his A-team down there in the Meadowlands. Yeah, it's not too good. Broncos, led by Brett Rippon. Brett Rippon goes for, uh, they put up 37 points. 37 points for the Broncos against the Jets. That's how bad they are. Crazy, crazy. What's up? I get your attention. Uh, my, I got seven percent left. I should get a charger real quick. Okay. Unless I'll you want to rifle through this no, and like, I'll do the same. All right. Sorry. Sorry, sport. So you were talking about Rifkin? Rippin. Joel Rifkin? All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Rifkin, right? Where we're at? Yes. Yes. Got those headphones? Let's rock. There he goes. And no turnovers either. And they were still able to generate that point total. That's how bad the Jets are. Uh, Rippin played fine. Still threw three interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> You know who, who the leading rusher was for the Jets? Frank Gore. Darnold. No way. Darnold ripped off 84 rushing yards against the Oh, Broncos. that's right. He was he was moving. He was moving a little bit when they were trying to make a comeback. He was moving and shaking, and that's that's a, a point in Stidham's corner where he could actually bring part of that offense to bear against this, this Broncos defense. But like I said before, the difference in this game was uh, six sacks for the Broncos. 10 quarterback hits. Darnold was on the run constantly. And their offensive line is complete garbage. Though. Their offensive line is trash. Uh, whereas yeah. the Patriots' offensive line just came off a really good performance. Still, Bradley Chubb is a boss out there. Mm-hmm. I, I know they're missing Von Miller. But, you know, Vic Fangio is a really, really good defensive mind. I just worry about putting... Is he? Yeah. Is he a really good defensive mind? Yeah. Vic Fangio, are you kidding me? Am I kidding you? He looks like he has no idea what's going on out there. But you say that about everybody. Yeah, but he is pretty bad. He's up there and cl- most clueless. <laughs> most, most clueless looking on the sidelines. They should come up with a rank. If he's up there. If they're showing him while the offense is on the field, then yeah, he's going to look clueless because he, yeah. he's totally checked out on that. But I think, I, I think why did gives you Ripen the best chance play? to win. Why did Rippen, Rippen. play? Yeah, what happened to Driscoll? They bench him? He sucks. So they just benched him. It wasn't. He might have got injured. But it was a sucky injury. An injury due to him sucking. I don't know. I think he just sucked. I think he just stunk. He just was that bad. I mean, Rippin here has got a 67%. Damn, that was good. Yeah. Um, Good thing that we we glitched up a little bit in there so people can avoid that stupidity. (laughs) Percentage of percents, percents. He's, so he's going to come back out and start this game. They're going to rely on Melvin Gordon the way they have been. He's still playing. You know, they, they okay. lose Simmons for the season. Uh, Jerry Judy's starting to come on. They've been leaning on Noah Fant at tight end. They're, it's, like you said, the offensive line is pretty bad. They're playing with the third-string quarterback. There's just not that much there. I can't imagine the Broncos score more than 15 points in this game. I'd be surprised if they even get that. I mean, you go to Kansas City and you – as a defense only let up 19 as to the bench offense in the fucking league. It'd be pretty sad if you let up anything to this team, to be completely honest. 
Yeah. It should be like we should let up no more than six fucking points because Rippin, I mean, you're he's got two touchdowns, the to four interceptions right now. Somehow his completion percentage isn't that bad. And his yards isn't that bad, but I mean, he's gonna be he threw that he threw three to the Jets. Like I don't even know who the Jets the Jets don't even have a defense for Christ's sake. No. You're going up against the best secondary and you know, we can pass rush and stuff like that. And the receivers for the vaunted Broncos offense, which were supposed to be so amazing, and you just went through a couple of them, aren't really doing a whole lot. They're all right. Yeah. You know, it's nothing nothing crazy. No offense. They said, you know, he's doing well. He can't block for shit, though. So when he's out there, he's not blocking. Um, they lost Cortland Sutton, which really took him down a couple pegs there. The guy, Tim Patrick, had a good game. KJ Hamler hasn't really lived up to our expectations. Judy has kind of done some stuff but he's getting lost in the shuffle there just because they suck so much hey they we shouldn't fucking let up any I mean, it should be a fucking shutout it should be yeah. a borderline shutout and we should point out that this game is happening in foxborough it would be patriots typically have a difficult time at, at altitude yeah. but this is back at home uh it will be a shorter week than they expected and we've are the patriots have already put their second player on the covid list this was a practice squad player bill murray yeah, Bill Murray. Wow, what a name. One last when they hear that. Yep. And then, so, you, you know, remains, we're recording this on Tuesday night, so it, it remains to be seen if more people get added to that list. We just, you know, there's so much uncertainty right now with Cam Newton's status even. He's he's day to day. I believe the policy is you need to have two negative tests in back-to-back days if you're asymptomatic right. yep. in order to come back. So mm-hmm. that's, he's he claims to be asymptomatic. So that that he potentially could be back this week, or they could, uh, you know, between this week and the bye week, there's time for him to be back for that difficult stretch in the schedule. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's no reason to think our defense would give up any more than 15 points in this game. And offensively, you know, you you got to think that they could put up at least that much, even if it's just simply relying on the running game and dump offs mm-hmm. to James White. You got to be able to do that. I mean, they're. They traded away Chris Harris. This is the Broncos. They they put a lot of money and resource into A.J. Boye after they traded for him and paid his salary. He's on IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaughn Miller's on IR. I mentioned Bradley Chubb before, but there's just not that much. You, I mean, you go through this defense, and they're you know they're not the the Broncos defense of old. It's no. I mean, most of these names don't mean anything to anybody. Bryce Callahan. Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, Deshaun Williams, Mike Purcell. I mean, they're, these are not guys. Duke Dawson gets playing time for this team. That's crazy he's there. Wow. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned that they got a lot of sacks against the Jets. I mean, that was – they only have 10 sacks on the season. They got six against the Jets. So, you know, their pass rush – I know you just said Jewell. He's got two you know, two sacks. He's done a little, two and a half sacks. He's done a little bit. But, you know, most of their production came against one of the – arguably the worst team in the league with arguably the worst offensive line. So in the other games, they only put together four in three games. So it's not, you know, hopefully, hopefully we have, you know, put together a little get better game plan up front than the fucking Jets did. Yeah. I mean, they played Tennessee, they played Pittsburgh, they played Tampa. Uh, this is the Broncos before that. You know, Tampa doesn't have a good offensive line. We know that. We watched it. It's not that great. We have a better offensive line than them. Uh, Pittsburgh's always so-so. I think they got a pretty good offensive line there this year. And Tennessee's pretty good, too. So, I mean, I feel like we're in the realm there, though, of those type, you know, that type of talent. Especially if we get Shaq Mason back, which would be big. So, uh, I'm really not, a, you, you know, it all depends on if Cam Newton comes back, though. Because yeah. we just scored 10 points against um, Kansas City, who wasn't playing very good defensively, I don't think. Um, you know, who's got a better defense? Yeah, right now it's kind of a stretch depending on who's on the field for who and who's healthy and stuff. Yeah, but if Chris Jones was playing in that game, Kansas City's got a better defense. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's I, I agree. Good. I agree with you. So, you know, and part of it was just stupid mistakes. So if we can't, you know, can we score 21 points or, you know, whatever, because we don't make any stupid mistakes and just, you know, we beat the shit out of them and it's only a, really a one or two score game in the end. That would be nice. That's what I'm hoping for. But if Cam Newton's not playing and you've got guys that are just chucking it up and making bad reads and bad decision-making and not holding on the ball and protecting the ball on offense, that can be difficult. Now, I don't think Bill's going to allow that to happen. 
But if all you got is shit and that's all they can do, <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can get out of that. Yeah. So I'm going to make my pick based on backup quarterbacks playing. Mm-hmm. And I, I got 20 to 13 Patriots win. And I have at least six points, uh, points off of turnovers for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So I think that I we're going to turn the ball over at least twice. And that's going to either two field goals or a touchdown for them. I got you. I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not putting a whole lot of faith into Cam coming back this week. I'd say it's, you know, I give him a 30% chance just on my whatever opinion, just because you know, it seems like it's going to be tough to come back with, come back from that quickly. So we'll see what happens. I mean, if he comes back, that's great. I also don't want them to rush him back and cause a problem on the team. That would also suck. If they rush him back too quickly, he spreads around, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, so my prediction will be based on the backups as well, and I'll go 17 to 6 Patriots. Wow. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. I don't I, – I think – I mean, this offense, well, <laughs> and they – you know, to go on to that, where's my little – Where's your cheat sheet? Here? Where's my little fucking sheet here? Uh, you know, they haven't played great defenses. They put 10 points up against fucking Tampa's defense, and Tampa's defense hasn't looked great. You know, I feel like Tampa's defenses look pretty pedestrian. They've been, yeah, I mean, they gave up 31 points to Justin Herbert. Exactly. So they gave up 10 points to whoever the hell was playing quarterback with the Broncos at that point. Pittsburgh's got a good D. They scored 21. I didn't get to really see much of that game. I don't know what happened. But Tennessee's got an okay defense, and they only scored 14. So they haven't even scored. They scored the most against the Jets by far. And the Jets, as we've said, yeah, the Jets are just as bad as you could be. Yeah. Literally. Good deal. Uh, elsewhere in Week Five, Thursday night matchup of the three and one teams: Tampa Bay going to Chicago. Tom Brady is going to light Nick Foles up. You oh, know yeah. he's thinking about he's that all week. Asked about. Oh yeah. This week though, I you know the matchups pretty some pretty shitty matchups this week. Really bad. Like we don't really need to go into any of them. I mean, none of them are good. The uh, the best one that I'm looking forward to seeing is Bills versus Titans. Titans coming off the coughing spree there. Yeah. And uh, a good one. the Bills are sitting at 4-0. They've been playing progressively tighter games as the season's gone on, as the, yep, the yep. competition has stiffened. And Tennessee is a team that's going to come in with a lot of rest and a lot of eyeballs yep. on them. And uh, I, I could see that being a really titanic matchup. Oh, mm-hmm. I made a pun. Oh, look at you. You didn't even I also want to see – no, I didn't. Um, I, I do want to see if Vegas can get their – their team going again. I mean, they looked great for a couple of weeks. Then they lost to the Patriots. Then last week, they basically basically lost the game to the Bills because they couldn't do anything. I mean, that's a credit to the Bills too, to some degree. But they looked really just they couldn't get you know penalties and they just couldn't get normal plays going for Christ's sake. So I think Kansas City, you know, they've been everyone's talking a big game. They lost some fucking steam here this year. You know, they they played a great game against the Ravens. They looked very pedestrian against the Chargers, and I think they should have lost that game. And they looked very pedestrian against the Patriots. Obviously, we have a great defense and all that, but I mean, they should have lost that game too. So, you know who doesn't have a great defense? The Raiders. The Raiders. They're going to get lit up. Going to get absolutely lit up. Yeah, I know, but uh, you know, they got they got some talent on offense there. They they could do you know the roadmap. They could score. The roadmap to beat KC is hold on to the ball for 38 plus minutes and they could do that with Josh Jacobs. They could do that with Josh Jacobs. They're not going to stop the the Chiefs at all. I can't see it. I just can't Mm -hmm. see it. I'm also curious to see if Houston can do anything this week after firing a coach and playing a bad opponent. If they lose to Jacksonville, they should pretty much sell the organization. I think they should fire (laughs) Romeo Cornell if he loses to Jacksonville. Yeah. Just like that. The Battle of Pennsylvania happens this weekend it happens once mm. every four years. Philly going into Pittsburgh. Philly just got its legs under it. It's going in to face one of the biggest pass rushes in the NFL in the Steelers with J.J. Watt there. So they're in for a hurting. Uh, Steelers, very quiet 3-0 and so far. Very quiet very 3-0. Quiet. Arguably, uh, you know, the up and, not the up-and-coming team, but Big Ben's playing well. I mean, if he can stay healthy. Very under the radar for a team that they're, is uh, borderline. I mean, they're first in the division right now because the Ravens have a loss. I mean, they might be the best team in the AFC. I still got the Chiefs. I don't know, man. I, I, I never liked the Chiefs. I don't like the Chiefs. I don't know if I ever will like the Chiefs. 
I think they got a lot of talent. I think they're a bunch of punks. <laughs> a bunch that are of punks really with the Super Bowl ring. Fucking fast. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, he's just, his personality seems, I don't know what, terrible. I hate uh, him. Oh, my God. Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's talented as hell, but he's got a really checkered past, as everyone know. Pat Mahomes, his, I, you know, the flopping that has started this year. I don't like. I think he's a good quarterback, and you think he's a nice guy, but the flopping is to this game really got me mad. And then his girlfriend just constantly flaps all over the place about all stupid shit, like him getting hit on those stuff. They show the girlfriend. It's like, oh my god, are you kidding me? He's playing football. Yeah, Fiance. like what do you Fiance. think? She's smart. She's smart. You like her? No, no, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I got, uh, I got so mad at Mahomes last night. I made fun of his childbearing hips. Oh my just god, like, Granny. I mean, he doesn't even pick up his knees when he runs. I mean, I just went <laughs> went all the way there. Yeah. And then Andy Reid, you know, I know he's a great quote coach. He does some really good things. Never been sold on him, and it really just ticks me off that everyone's like, Andy Reid, one of the best coaches of the past twenty years, and they put him up there with like Belichick and all these other great coaches, and it's like he won one. He just won his first. Just. He's number six on the all-time wins list, dude. He's oh, he's, he's a Hall of Fame coach. Give me a break. He is. I've, yeah, I know I mean, he's a Hall Exactly. And it pisses me off because it's like, oh, what has Andy Reid done? And what do you think of when Andy Reid comes to your mind? Not a fucking Super Bowl winning coach. No. Definitely. I'll tell you that. I think of Fast no. Food Fridays. You think of Fast Food Fridays, Walrus, that blows the game in the fourth quarter because <laughs> of time management. But he's actually, I will give it to him, he's gotten... He's gotten better with the clock management. He definitely has been studying or whatever to get a little better at that. But still, hasn't had they, a you know, they love putting up those things with him and Belichick and how many wins they have and all this shit. And it's like, oh, give me a break. Like, he doesn't hold a candle to Bill. Bill has six in the same time he barely has one. Barely. Guess who knows that? Andy Reid. He knows that. Yeah. You're not, not bringing any news to him. Oh, I know. He, he's he's not that bad. I, I just don't like the Chiefs. The only other game that I'm remotely interested in is the Vikings at the Seahawks. Just because I know going into yeah, the fourth quarter, that. the Vikings are going to be winning. They're going to be Probably. winning at the start of the fourth so? quarter. You think so? I don't know, yeah. dude. Minnesota, I think. Oof. The way Seattle's I, defense, though, is so they're historically bad. Historically they, bad. They have beaten the 2012 Patriots or 2011 Patriots. I can't remember which. 2011 Patriots as the worst secondary through four games of all time. Pretty good. The It's just those two teams, the Vikings always blow in the fourth quarter and the Seahawks always come back in the fourth quarter. So I just think those two energies are going to make an epic ending. Yeah. It's going to be heartbreaking for everybody here in Minnesota, but the, <laughs> I just want to see it play out. What's going to uh, yeah. happen? How are they going to lose it this time? They're definitely going to lose it. Well, Minnesota, woof. I know, they're just... Another another team just full of players I don't really like. I really Thielen, like Justin Jefferson, the Kirk receiver. Cousins. Yeah, he's actually playing pretty good. I do like Dalvin Cook too. I think he's really good, and they they give him the ball a lot. But I feel like they should give him the ball more when the game is on the line. They just they always, like you said, they just spread it out. And Kirk Cousins gets absolutely destroyed. Whether he was in Washington, they did it. Whether he's I don't know if he calls it. Does he call those plays? He's like, you know what? I'd rather no protection. He doesn't he call just, the personnel package. I'll tell you that. Like, but every team he did it in Wash. They did it in Washington to him too. They're like, "All right, he need his score. We're gonna open it up five wide, and you're gonna get pummeled." It's mind blowing. I honestly think that they would be better off in a a twenty one personnel and go with with a just a delay a play action pass. Like I don't care two minute drill. Go with the I formation play action pass. He'll be better out of that than he is out of the four wide spread. Yeah, two minute drill. He gets pummeled every time. Yeah. They're just like, all right, blitz the house. He has no chance, and he never has a chance. Never, ever. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the New York teams, I don't think either of them get a win this week. I think they continue to be the two worst teams in the league, Easily. and that's just fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I love it. the only one that's in, in competition for that is Jacksonville. The The Washington football I don't team think so. might be the next in no, line. I don't think so. I think, I think the two New York teams are far lower than everyone else right now. Just pathetic. Once again, pathetic. sucks. Maybe Detroit. Jackson. Maybe Detroit. Detroit's pretty bad. But the Detroit got a win. Detroit so, no. gets leads. They lead yeah. in some games. Dude, Matt Stafford's so bad. <laughs> He's not. He's so bad. Oh, my God. It's like, 
the guy never can win anything. Dude, you just <laughs> think everybody stinks. Most people stink in the NFL. <laughs> no, I mean, most people are average. 75% of the quarterbacks in the NFL are terrible. <laughs> just yeah. awful. And two of them play for the Patriots, and they'll probably split time this weekend. Oh, God, that's terrible. We had our first game with fans. What would you think? The first Patriots game with fans. Uh, for some reason, the refs are playing. Like, the refs were throwing. They were playing that game. The refs were refereeing that game, I should say. Like it was a packed stadium, and like they're they're feeling the crowd's energy, and it's like I know. you know when it's like there's a hit and it's oh you should throw that flag all that stuff. They were refereeing like that. I'm like there's 22 percent capacity here. There's yeah, no big. one there. Why are it you refereeing really... like they're on top of you? There was a couple plays early. You know I know they're not calling hold uh, defensive holding and pla- you know pass interference nearly as much, but they called one on Harry finally. Because he basically got tackled, or got bear hugged, you know, at the cut of his to- top of his root, and they that dude Fenton, I think, had been doing that all game. That dude was all over Harry, and they didn't call shit. And then they called a pretty bad PI against us. I don't know who it was. Just grabbed a little jersey, and Kelsey tripped. That was uh, Jawan Williams. Joe Jawan Williams. I mean, that you know, you want to call that fine, but then they let. Uh, Kansas City defense get away with some murderous plays out there in the secondary, and there was no calls yeah. until finally late in the game. Fenton, another guy we didn't like. Yeah. Uh, so that that was a hateful podcast, but I I think we're hopeful. Looking forward. A quarter of the season is down. It's gone. We knew we were going to go two and two. I mean, this is it. the best two and two I feel like we could have expected. It's like okay, they've got a pretty good defense that they can grow with, and their offense is a work in progress, but. It's coming along. It's not as bad as we thought. It's pretty good when they have the right with quarterback. Yep. Yeah, with Cam. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Pats are going to beat the Broncos. Hooray. Yeah. Right. All right. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you all next week. All right. Adios.